Hi, this is Erica Bogan. Thank you for listening to the I Am Spartan podcast with Scott Knowles. I am Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. What's up, everybody? Hope your race weekends went as good as mine did. There was a bunch of races. You had Savage. I think there was a Tough Mudder somewhere. You had Spartan Palmerton, Spartan Utah, and Spartan Notre Dame. I went to Spartan Palmerton. Palmerton is always a great race. It's always a kick in the ass, but it's always a great race. They move the sandbag all the way back up to the top where it usually has been in previous years, except for last year. And uh, on Sunday, they actually changed it up. So on Sunday, you took the sandbag all the way down and turned around and come right back up. Instead of going all the way down and back up around the hard section, you just went down that one side and turned around and came back up. Wasn't as hard as it was on Saturday, but it was still a hard carry. And it was cool just mixing it up. I'm all for mixing it up. But uh, it was a really good race. We got to swim all the way across the pond. We had ape hanger on Saturday, which we didn't have on Sunday, which is kind of a bummer because... That obstacle is unique for that venue, so you would think, and I understand they want to standardize everything, blah, 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 but I think since that's a, that's an obstacle that's unique to that venue, they should put it in on both races. But anyway, on this episode, it was kind of like a last minute thing because I had tonight free up to do it, and so I reached out to my buddy Tim Mazer, who uh, me and him ran back and forth both days. And we've run a couple of ultras together um, this past year and last year. And uh, I just wanted to bring him on. Uh, he's somebody I've always wanted to have on. And uh, this was just a good opportunity to have him on. And I hope you enjoy the interview as much as I did. Here it is, Tim Mazer. Tim Mazer, what is going on today, brother? Not too much. What's up with you? Same old, same old. Are you still sore from running Palmerton this weekend? Um, actually... I feel pretty good, which is surprising. Um, that mountain has kicked my butt so many years, and uh, I, I can't really put my finger on it because I haven't been crushing the training. But I came out of it in a good in a good spot, I guess you'd say. Man, my quads are my quads are still pretty tender, but like my feet just hurt just from running downhill. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, you. you blasted those downhills like i i knew you were coming and uh like i said i want well, to say but i could have um i did a race up there which we can get into or not but uh you do like a one mile run up the mountain yeah. and then there's a second race where you basically run one mile down and there's time in between two separate races right. so you're just bombing it and uh i, I running so fast on the, down those ski mountains like you get hot spots on your feet and i actually like blistered up my heels doing this race, trying to you know, run fast. Right. And as, as I'm running down that descent, I, I know you're coming and I can feel it. And I'm like, <laughs> <sighs> so luckily I didn't, I didn't do any damage. It was just, you know, I knew we were going in that water then. So yeah, um, not to get too much ahead of ourselves, but anyway, uh, no, quads feel good. Feet feel good. I'm, I'm pretty content with 
I'm content. I'm happy with the results. So yeah, and how I how I came out. Right, man. It was a good weekend for sure. But Tim, before we get into all that, man, let's find out a little bit about who Tim Mazer is, man. You've always been a good friend of the podcast, and we've become good friends just like you know, doing a bunch of races together. And this weekend, me and you pretty much were tit for tat almost all weekend in the races. And I just figured, you know, I didn't think I was going to be able to get an episode in this week. And lo and behold, my night freed up. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to reach out to Tim. I know that I can contact him and he'll respond quickly and we can get something going. So, and that's what we're doing here. Just me and Tim shooting shit. But let's find out a little bit about who Tim is. So, Tim... Like, where are you from? What do you do for a living? How old are you? You know, like, what crimes have you been convicted of? <laughs> tell us uh, all of it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, obviously you got my name already, so uh, 42, so in in that uh, super competitive age group. Right. Um, I'm from, uh, I'm, I'm living in Hamburg, Pennsylvania, which is... Not really that famous, other than I think when Cabela's got put in here, it was kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> that's basically, basically kind of eastern eastern Pennsylvania, in between Harrisburg and Philadelphia, Allentown area. Right. Uh, obviously, anyone listening to this at this podcast is probably going to recognize it from Palmerton or Blue Mountain. I live about forty five minutes away from there. Oh, sweet! So uh, that's so local. That would be my my home course, um, and then. I, uh, I'm an automotive technician at a BMW dealer. Uh, been been doing, working on cars my whole life. Wow. Uh, it's, a, it's a it's a stressful job, but it, it lets me do do my uh, do OCR. You know, support my hobby. Right. So, how did you come about? You know, working for BMW was that your brand that you wanted to uh, work for, or was it by just pay, or how did you choose that? Uh, yeah, no, not at all. I was, um, you know, I went to, went to a trade school after after high school, and and I was like, uh, you know, an import guy growing up, growing up, and and fresh out of school and all that stuff, you know, because that was that was a big deal back then. So I wanted to, you know, go work on like Hondas and stuff like that. And coming out of school, I I I did eventually end up there, and it was decent. It was easy to work on and stuff. And one of my friends who I'd gone to school with took a different route and went to BMW and the whole time he was always like, you should come out and work out here with me. You know, and I was like, no, no, like, uh, you know, I don't like those cars. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're nice cars, but it will, it, it wasn't my thing, you know? So just after a couple of years of working on Japanese stuff and just kind of getting fed up with some, some normal politics bullshit that is probably in every job, right. uh, that, that opportunity came up. They actually just built a new building at that time. Uh, this was like in 2006, you know, with, which had air conditioning, which was very appealing when you're not not working in an air conditioning shop. Uh, so I kind of explored it. Obviously, like you said, the, the the money was the money was better, had more perks. So so switched gears and and went that went that German route, um, and basically felt like I was starting over from day one because it was completely different and uh, a hard learning curve, I'd say. I'm sure. But, but uh, it, it kind of panned out eventually, and you, um, what do I want to say? You figure it out then. 
Right. So before you went to tech school, you saw the movie Fast and Furious, and you were like, I'm about this life. I want to get a Honda Civic and put a big-ass spoiler and muffler on it, and I'm ready to go, right? Uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty much me, other than, you know, I didn't go crazy with the, with those wings and all that stuff. I, was, I tried to kept, kept it simple, like, try to be somewhat tasteful, but yeah. Right. I was, I was about that life back then. That's cool. So when I was growing up as a kid, you know, even before I started driving, my older brother, Jay, he's 10 years older than me, but he got real big into like the BMW scene. And even though he was poor, you know, he was, you know, driving around like 10 year old BMWs, but he would like take them to the road track in Atlanta, you know, and take classes and all and do just road track courses. And pretty much he was just doing it with stock BMWs. And he had like four or five different BMWs and, you know, had like a Mercedes here and there too. And he, you know, he goes through cars all the time. I think he, now he's cruising around in like a Mazda Miata, you know, so, but he was big into the, into the BMW scene for a long time. And I don't think he ever had one that was, you know, newer than a 10 year old car, you know, but right. So here's here's my question to you. You work for BMW. You work on BMWs. What do you drive? Oh, you cut out there. Oh, I'm sorry. So you yeah. work on BMWs, but right. what do you drive? That's <laughs> what I thought was coming. Um, <laughs> that's why I kind of laughed. Uh, I definitely, I had I had two BMWs, but. Uh, and they were like you're saying. Well, one was one was older, and then one I had a I had a deal where I leased an electric one for for two years, kind of check it out. Um, but but I'm back to my Japanese roots. I have I have a Toyota. I have a, a Scion, which is basically a Toyota product. They don't even yeah. have to make anymore. Um, just just they're reliable. They're cheap to run. Very little upkeep. So right. I'm I'm sticking in that, that Japanese. Uh, vehicles i guess you'd say i'm with you right there like man i've i've always had a jeep ever since i started driving so i'm on my third jeep now but like my commuter car is a toyota camry and i freaking love that thing man it's like the best i'm a i'm not far away from hitting three hundred thousand miles on the one i got now i love (laughs) that car that's what's going on right now uh i actually have a a scion xb the first one it looks like the toaster right (laughs) Um, and I'm at like 259 right now, trying to get to 300,000. Right. Um, just cause somebody at work, we have a bet going and he had a Hyundai accent that he bought with a hundred thousand on it and he ran it to 300,000 and I bought this thing brand new and, uh, you know, he's like, well, you gotta get to 300,000 to beat me. And I'm like, well, dude, I already put on like 260 where you only put 200,000 on when you owned it. Right. And he's like, he's like, no, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. So now it's just like. It's just kind of out of spite. Like, I think at that point, we, back then, we bet, like, a case of beer. And, like, I, I'm not even a drinker, so it's not <laughs> even about winning, you know? It's uh, it's just seeing if it can do it. And, and it can, you know? But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, that's awesome. But, yeah, man, I've had this car, like, when I got divorced, I bought this car. And I've had it since, I think, 2011, I think. And yeah. it's a 2010 model. And it had, like, 50,000 miles on it when I bought it. And... It's just been an awesome car, man. And when it finally, you know, shits the bed, I'm going to be really sad. Right, right. <laughs> Especially because uh, all cars are expensive, used, or new uh, nowadays. For sure. It's insane. This one, uh, 
this one's uh, manual, you know, stick shift. So uh, my transmission just went out. Oh, and actually, no. like one of the one of the differential bearings went, and I'm still on the stock clutch at like two hundred. It was two hundred fifty five thousand. This happened. Wow. You know, stock clutch, but a differential bearing goes out. So I'm like, man, this thing needs a transmission. So I ended up picking up a, like a used transmission for a couple hundred bucks, and and obviously replaced the clutch at that point, and and got it back on the road for under a thousand dollars. But I'm talking to like one of my friends, and she's like, "You're gonna you're gonna replace a transmission in your car just to just to win a bet," <laughs> you know? And I'm and I'm like, "Well, it, you know, the, the car is so functional, like it's been good to me. Like you got to understand, like most people replacing a transmission is like thousands of dollars, right? Where I can you know I can do it myself and." for a fraction of that cost that's a different different story yeah absolutely absolutely so okay tim so let's get back on track here enough car talk all right (laughs) (laughs) so um tell us about like your background in like athletics man were you always kind of a little athletic or was it kind of like me where later on in life you you know just decided hey i want to start running and like and tell us how you found ocr in there too man yeah, for sure. No, um, I mean, I was always a, a kid out on my bike or on a skateboard or something like that, but not not really into sports. I did did do little league for a couple of years, you know, which would be like ten when I was like ten or twelve or something like that. And I think in middle school one time I tried out for for baseball and, and didn't make the team. And I was like, all right, well, uh, uh, that's not for me, you know. And kind of just didn't wasn't wasn't really active. Let's say through high school and all that and even even after high school and then you turn 21 and then you find alcohol and all that stuff so hell yeah <laughs> i pretty much pretty much found a bunch of bar friends and and did that you know and until basically when i was 30 and uh not that i was ever got huge but i, I hit 200 pounds which was like or 202 which was like the, the most i've ever weighed and mm-hmm. i was kind of like i'm 30 i weigh 200 pounds like i need to I need to do something about this. Um, so, so yeah, I really didn't get into even running or anything until I was 30. Right. Um, and then at that point I kind of just started doing some insanity cause I had those DVDs and I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't even know if I could run a 5k at this point. Um, and it's kind of a funny story cause this health insurance flyer came in the mail one day and it had something on there about a 5k. And I was like, you know what? I want to run a 5k one day. So I picked up like a cheap elliptical. I didn't even start running yet. I was just like using this elliptical. And uh, little did I know that it was like so off on its distance. Like I would go on the thing for like 40 minutes and it said I went like eight tenths of a mile. And, you know, I'm like just sweating and, you know, and I have no clue. And one of my friends was like a runner and she's like, oh, I should come do one of these like weekly 5Ks or whatever. And I'm like, I don't even know if I can go that far, man. Like, it's going to take me like three hours, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think we, I don't know if I did that one, but I ran with her one time and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, that thing is clearly off. <laughs> um, you know, like I said, it was cheap, but I had, I had no clue. So um, That's funny. So, yeah, so then kind of just like kind of transitioned into, into running, which like everybody, you just run as fast as you can for as long as you can until you can't run anymore um which is clearly not the right way to do it right but uh that's that's what you do at that time um so kind of fast forward probably like so i'm saying i started in like 2010 so probably like maybe 14 2014 i i, I got finally got into like a warrior dash or a rugged maniac with some friends 
Um, and I had been getting better at running, working out and they were, they were fun, you know, but I was doing it with them and I, it wasn't kicking my ass. I was kind of like wanting, wanting some more, you know? Yeah. And then I, I knew about Spartan, but all I knew was that it was hard. And I was like, I don't think I'm ready. I don't think I'm ready. So kind of stuck with those, those same two for a couple of years there. And then in 2017, I did my first Spartan at Tuxedo, Tuxedo Park, which is in New York, which they don't, yeah. they're not running with there anymore. But, uh, I did that and I was like, this is awesome, you know? And the only reason I had did that one is because I had signed up for the Palmerton Super and I knew Palmerton was hard. And I was like, I need right. to get something under my belt here before I get go to this one. Right. Um, and little did I know that, that that Tuxedo Park Sprint was nothing compared to what the Palmerton Super was going to be. Right. Uh, because I think that took me like, obviously, you know, running open and everything. I think it took me like three and a half hours on that same barbed wire crawl like we had this weekend. I, I cramped up so bad. I was ready to quit. Like, I don't, I never really quit anything, but I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to be able to finish this. Like, I, I never experienced cramps like that in my quads. Like, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what to do. And, 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 and the worst part is, I didn't even know you go up up the hill around the bend and there's a finish line. Like, I was ready to quit, you know, a tenth of a mile from the finish. I had no clue. So, uh, that, that was a learning experience for sure. And then you kind of get that trifecta bug of, well, I need a, I need a beast now. And I was, obviously I'm new to this. I looked and I saw Killington and I was like, ugh. and then <laughs> there was also, there also the one they ran in, uh, in Spartanburg that year. Right. So, so I went to Spartanburg that year and ran, ran my first beast. Sweet. And at that point I, ju- I jumped up to the competitive wave cause it's still competitive back then. Cause I knew, the uh all that bottlenecking wasn't for me mm-hmm. you know I, I i need to push a little bit more right and then uh i went down there was amazed at how flat it was and <laughs> i think i ran like un- like like under a three-hour beast down there because i was i was i guess coming into the spartan i was a runner like i was doing half marathons and stuff so i, ha- I had the running legs on me you know not the climbing legs or as much of the obstacle stuff that was the but, year uh, that was the year at Spartanburg that it had all those briars, especially on the sandbag carry, if I remember right. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't remember because I was so new into it. But yeah, um, that was that was a cool course. Uh, I like. I know that. That it's going back kind of near there this year, but yeah. And, uh, so so the, so yeah, like three probably did three races that year. I think the next year. I did three more and I think at that point I joined with some friends and we kind of just, you know, I, cause, cause doing it alone was cool. But then I found some other friends that did it. I'm like, Oh, this is even better. Cause what's better than enjoying it and also being with your friends. So did a trifecta with them, which we did, you know, uh, West Virginia beast that year. Yep. And, and you know, they, they did it. They did great, you know, but, I probably could have probably could have pushed some more, but anyway, it, we did it like uh, I think it was seven hours and thirty minutes on that West Virginia Beast. Holy crap! And yeah, it that was, was, a, long it was day. a long day. You know, like obviously, like again, not not saying anything bad about them in case they listen because they did excellent. But I, <laughs> you know, I could have I could have did better, and I was like, so so then twenty uh, twenty nineteen comes, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm going solo. I gotta you know 
I got to uh, push myself a little bit more. And then I think that's when I jumped up in the age group just to, just to get that competitive feel. Right. Started doing some more, some, some more races. Um, and then, yeah, kind of just keep at it. Keep trying to get better. I hear a dog barking in the background. Yeah, that's the neighbor that, Is that your neighbor's was making dog? That, the noise earlier. Is that annoying? Should I go? I can hear. I can hear it. Pretty, it's coming through pretty good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let me. Uh, let me switch my location here. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. I apologize about that. That's okay. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't bother me, but I know how some listeners right. are. They were like, man, yeah, yeah, my no, dog wants to shut up. No, for sure. Man, I got a all neighbor right. that's like that too. Like, my neighbor's dog's around me. I got a dog on all three sides. There's one in the house behind me. There's a dog in the house beside me on both sides. And, like, I have to sleep with, like, I've got, like, this air purifier that I sleep with at night. And I, yeah. the, the only reason why I do use it is to drown out dogs barking, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, they're not too bad usually. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but anyway. Right. So, uh, so 2019, you started running age group. Yeah, yeah, and that's, uh, and that, yeah, I started running age group, and then one of my, one, I found some other friends that were also doing, doing, uh, Spartans, but they were, they were running open, but we would still go together, you know, and I would do my thing, they'd do their thing. Right, and then they're like, "Yo, they're like, yo, man, we're gonna, me, we're gonna do Killington Ultra," and I, you know, really didn't know much about it, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, okay, cool, let's let's do it," you know. So, trying to research, you know, basically what all I know about the Ultra was it's two laps of the beast, you know, and yeah. I don't know anything about a bucket, a, a bin, you know, what do you carry, any of that stuff. So started just trying to look up podcasts and that's actually how I came across your podcast because you had a, a lot of good ones about ultra prep and, and all that. Hell uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's kind of a funny story. And then that, that's kind of how I came across, like I said, I came across, you came across the podcast, but it was, it was a good source of info uh, to go up there and do that. And I was even quite like borderline wanting to run age group through that Killington Ultra, but at the same point, it was my first Ultra, it's Killington. I don't know what I'm getting into. I stuck with Open, you know, uh, we didn't necessarily stick together the whole time, but there was, I think, five of us. But we were kind of all mixed back and forth. We'd split, get back together, like, so right. kind of helped pass the time, helped pass the time, and um, made it, I don't know about enjoyable, but bearable, we'll say. Man, uh, and But we did, we did complete it. So, and that was, was 2019. Is that what you said? Right. Yeah, 19. That was the year. It was like cold and rainy most of the day, too, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I keep, dude, that's crazy that your first ultra was the Killington Ultra, and y'all did it too. We're like, what was your time? Um, right under 13. I want to say like 12:55 or something. <clears throat> Damn, that's a good time too. I mean, that's a good time for Killington and being your first ultra too. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, that's obviously we were in open, but you know, I still did everything. Did did burpees, you know, like I'm not I wasn't skipping anything there. Um and then like there was five of us, three of them, three of them were girls, and like the three girls obviously in open finished 
one, two, and and four, like overall and open. Oh wow! That that were like my friends, and I'm like looking back afterwards. I'm like, man, I got some I got some good friends to train with, you know? Like, yeah. Not that that's you know age group competitive, but they're not. They weren't slacking, you know. So right. oh, I was man. pretty pretty happy with it, and then that obviously gives you the ultra bug. Because, yeah, because Killington Ultra, if you finished that Ultra, you did something. I mean, because especially that year, because it was so cold and rainy, the wind, the weather conditions sucked that year. So that was yeah. a tough year. And that race, was, I mean, that was a tough race that year in, in general. But just to, to finish and finish that year, man, that that's awesome, man. Yeah, I, th- I think so. It was it was a good time. I figured they got, they got to get easier than that. <laughs> so depending where you go i guess but, yeah. so you've done you've done a bunch of ultras tim like to has to you was that your hardest ultra of all the ones you've done oh yeah for sure i mean yeah it was the longest obviously killington is is the biggest one out here on east coast i've only done jersey twice and uh carolinas right so so clearly killington trumps all them um yeah i haven't got back yet but right so you're doing you're doing killington ultra again this year right Uh, i'm sorry what's that you're doing killington ultra again this year aren't you (laughs) yeah no i don't know i'm i'm not signed up (laughs) you you totally should man yeah no i know i was just talking to somebody this weekend they're like you're going to killington i'm like i don't know that's one weekend i'm not signed up for it's a really love hate relationship with that race, you know. So Yeah, I know. Um I actually haven't I actually haven't been back since then, but right. not for a specific reason, just You know, and everybody talks about like <clears throat> if you go there and you do the beast first, you probably won't do the ultra, you know? And all I've ever done there is the ultra besides doing a sprint on a Sunday after the ultra, which was excruciating. And, uh, I don't, you know, and I always say I'm never going to do it again after every time I do that race. But, you know, if yeah, I do it again this year, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm doing the ultra. I'm just going to say I'm doing the beast twice. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Maybe it'll mentally feel better that way. <laughs> I guess the pain I I... just wears off after like a month goes by and you're like, yeah, maybe it wasn't that bad. I'll do it again. Yeah, yeah. But that second lap, you are hating life. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, I think actually I might have to work that weekend, so that's why I might not be signed up. But... How do you know your work schedule that far ahead? That's like six months from now, man. No, they give us, we got it out for a whole year, and I've been switching so much to try to get the races that eventually it catches up. Like, you know, I'm working a bunch this, this month just to just to make up for all the ones I missed. But anyway. So Killington's in, in a question. I'm I'm good. I didn't sign up yet, but I want to go back to New Jersey in October. Um, that's my love hate. Oh yeah. And uh, I think I'll be back down to Carolina. That was a, that was a good time. Yeah. Well, you would have you would have done a lot better at New Jersey if you wouldn't run elite and help Dixie run the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's for sure. Because you were hanging um, back with her, you were holding back to help her finish, right? Right. <laughs> well, I, I I think uh, I think we we're helping each other. That was only that. That was only the first lap. Right. After that bar, 
I can't make it past that barbed wire crawl on the ultra loop. That's when my cramps set in, and it's just miserable, miserable from there. But she kind of dropped me at that point, which oh. is about after after you passed us. So, yeah, man, that barbed wire sucked too because they made you crawl through all that mud. Yeah, like it was yeah. like mud and water. So, like unless you wanted to roll through it, so, I w- yeah. I was happy that all that brush was laying on the ground and not like standing up like y'all said it was in October when y'all did it the year previous. Yeah, for sure. It was it was miserable trying. It was like single track going up through there. Yeah. Making your own making your own way, you know. It's just it was a lot better cuz that was all dead. Yeah, that would have sucked. <clears throat> But that was good. That was a good like. I've done New Jersey three times, and I have to think that that was my favorite year doing it there, just because I kind of liked how they ran us around through the little park. Yeah, like the water park. I thought that was kind of cool. Broke it up, made it a little different. I didn't like it the first time I did it back in October. I was like, "This is a trail race. Why am I running down this paved road?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah, no, it's just. Just finding something to complain about at that point, but yeah, no, it's uh, that might be one of my favorites. That's that's probably the, the venue I race the most at, obviously, because they're running them like twice a year, even though I live so close to Palmerton. Didn't you race there that one? I guess it was in October, and it was like super cold and really rainy. Weren't you there? Yeah, yeah. I think that was 2018 when I was I was running with my group of friends, and we signed up for the super in the sprint, and again, open. And I didn't dress for the occasion. I think I had like shorts and like a compression top or something. And I was miserable. Like I couldn't, I couldn't warm up because I'm sticking with them and we're not moving fast enough for me to, to warm up. And I don't know that I, I didn't get hyperthermic or anything like that, but I was, I was ready to get out of there. Um, I don't know if that's my, my, I was, I was kind of saving that for when you hit me with, with my worst race, but I don't know if that, that <laughs> one was originally, but I, I, I think I'm going to change it, you know, but that was not a good time. I heard mo- a lot of people hated that race and if they were under prepared for it, it really made it miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so another group of, of friends came and did just a sprint and they're like, this is horrible. This is the worst we've ever done. And I'm like, you should have been here yesterday. Like, because Sunday was so much better. I mean, not that it was still great. It was so horrible because it was so muddy. But considering, you know, it was it was an improvement. Yeah. But, <clears throat> so, man, you've been getting, like, really good, like, especially doing, like, your ultras and stuff. I was like, what's your training been like here recently, this past year? Um, sporadic at best. <laughs> sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, I... I am. Uh, I wish I could say I was consistent. I've been. I'm trying to work on it because that's they say consistency is key. Right. Um, I got uh, a. Little, I guess a little bit of backstory, which kind of ties into what, what um, this weekend Palmerton and everything. So, uh, pretty much anyone who knows me is like, my my mother had dementia, and I had to help out with help out her and my stepfather a lot. They lived literally like a couple houses down. So I was the close one, you know, but you know, that's fine. I I didn't mind, but that, you know, that took up a lot of my time, uh, where I, you know, obviously we'll be training or doing whatever. So just, you know, family's important. So you got to do that. Um, and obviously that just put a whole nother stress, stress level on you. So between work and 
and helping out with them, it really cut into my training, especially last year. And then last year, I'm, I'm going to tie this into Blue Mountain. Palmerton is, uh, we signed up for the obstacle specialty training the day before the race. Cause I, I, I thought it'd be a good idea to get some tips. Um, we ended up being out there all day in the sun <laughs> and, and playing on obstacles, which the next day at the start line, I realized was a very, very bad idea. Um, as soon as we got through, I made it through Twister and I failed Olympus. So I'm doing burpees right there. And that was right before that second climb. Right. I remember which, that. Which is, which is a tough one. And it, it, it just like wrecked me. Like I, I was in a bad spot in my head. It seemed like uh, my arms kind of blew up. I think from playing on obstacles so much, my biceps. Uh, so I was, I was suffering up that climb. I, I don't remember what the top beater. I think I slipped off beater then. I barely made stairway. I got to like whatever it was, seven foot, eight foot wall right. up top there. And I literally stood there for probably five minutes because I couldn't even, I couldn't pull myself over. I was like that fatigued from, from the day before. So I was, I was, you can say miserable. Finally get over that, miss my spear, do burpees up top there, do more <laughs> burpees. Like I was not a happy camper. Um, at least we got to come downhill then. I ended up skipping. <laughs> skipped the ape hanger because i figured i wasn't gonna make it and it was a penalty loop last year so i did that um anyway so finish that race not too happy with my results but you know you have bad ones so then um back back to where i was getting at but i had to fill that in so that night um my mom did um didn't talk anymore just with her her dementia progression so it's very hard to figure out what's going on right so anyway that night she starts uh i had her up in my house spent some time with her and stuff and she kind of had like this weird cough going on and then i'm kind of like asking her something anyway so i i am taking her to, I, had, I had to take her to the emergency room and she ended up having a blood clot in her lung oh shit uh, which which they found you know she got admitted um so it's a good thing that i took her because otherwise she wouldn't have made it you know um so I think I got home from the ER like three in the morning and I'm supposed to race the next day. And I had such a bad, such bad race experience Saturday or, or the day before. I'm like, um, I didn't even go. I slept in and it kind of was, I don't want to say heartbreaking because it's the local race. All my friends are there, you know, it, it's a good time, but obviously I had to take care of family. So it was right. just a hard, a hard uh, pill to swallow. I'd say. Um, so, so anyway, Going back to training, um, and not to, not to get too too uh, uh, where it would be somber maybe, but right. um, so this this March this March my, my mother passed um, unfortunately, um, so it kind of freed me up, you know, mm-hmm. to to get back into training and give me some more of my my life and time back. Um, not really the way that I wanted to go, right? But you know, it, it, it's life and. I don't want to say move on because I'm definitely not moving on from that. But um, so anyway, trying to trying to get back into my training schedule uh, or or more uh, regular training with some of that extra stress lifted off of me. Um, so then I was coming up into this weekend for Palmerton. I was talking to a different friend, and she's like, "Don't don't put so much weight on this weekend. You know, just go have fun." Because I was looking at it as like redemption. Like I had I had like the worst race weekend last year i just needed to improve you know if that makes sense right um 
and and I can say that this this weekend was a blast. I mean, oh yeah, it was it was so much so much fun running with you. Um, like I said, I that's a brutal course. Everyone you talk to says, "Oh, that was that was brutal," you know, and and it was, but I I didn't come out of it like that. Like I I felt good, right? And it's it's kind of strange because that's not normal. So kind of kind of confused. Um, I was talking to, to somebody else and they're like, oh, that's because of all your training. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I'd say all my training. Like, I only put in, I got 100, mo- 100 miles last month running, but that's probably one of my higher months. Right. So, um, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would agree, you know, Palmerton Supers probably on the East Coast is probably the hardest super on the East Coast. Because yeah, I the super I did the super after the ultra, um, in New Jersey, New Jersey. Th- this year, yeah. and it was a hard. But I just think that uphill, that first uphill climb at Palmerton, is just steeper and a harder climb than the first mile of the super at New Jersey for sure. Yeah, I mean, I would say they're definitely comparable. Where New Jersey may have a little bit more technical running. Maybe, but the downhill I don't think is as aggressive as Palmerton's is. You know, I would say I would say they're really close together, but I don't know. I guess it's because Palmerton's just got hotter weather. It just kicks your ass, and you know, and them putting the sandbag back at the top that doesn't. I mean, that kicks your ass too. Even though they did change it in the sprint on Sunday, it was still a hard carry. I mean, it wasn't as hard as it was Saturday, but it was still a hard carry and a very steep uphill for it, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, man, you were running really good, and I was happy that you were, you know, up there, you know, hanging with me, and you were in front of me most of the time for both both days, you know. Because I remember we were running together at the beginning of the Carolina Ultra last year. And I was like, cool, Tim's hanging with me. And I was hoping we'd be able to run the whole Ultra together. And yeah. and then you phased out, fizzled out a little bit. <clears throat> I, don't, I, I don't know if I'd say a little bit. I think we did like two miles together. Yeah. And I realized I can't hold this pace. <laughs> and then I think there was that part. I, don't, I guess it's probably an Ultra Loop. I think they had it spelled out a route. Right. In that field, it was supposed to be what it was. Oh, man. That and was I remember, I, I'm coming into that. And that's the only reason I remember. I'm coming into that part, and I see you. So I yell over to you. You know, hey, Scott, or whatever. And I look at my watch, because I'm like, all right, well, I mean, when I get there, I'll see. You know, and I think at that point, you were like five minutes ahead of me. And I'm like, okay, cool, you know. Like, not that I thought I could catch you, but I I never, up until this weekend, I, I could never keep up with you. So I'm like, all right, I'm only five minutes behind. I know. Come to the end of the race, and you finish an hour ahead of me. And I was like, man, did I slow down? Man, that was so. a good race for me. I was I was on fire at that race. So <laughs> yeah, I obviously. would say so. Um, but yeah, man, I love having somebody that I know that's close to me, where we exchange a lot during the race, and me yeah. and you and Ducky and Chad Hoke, we were all yeah. really close on Saturday, and then on Sunday, you know, it was me, you, and Ducky. We were all real close together, and that was it. Was just fun, man. It makes the race so much more fun when you have friends that you can, you know, just kind of talk shit to and just battle it out with, you know. And I got to see you uh, slip and and fall. <laughs> yeah. said, Didn't you? Yeah. Weren't you in front of me when I fell with the sandbag on Saturday? 
like next to you, maybe a, a couple steps of hurting you, but yeah. I know there was yeah, somebody you, you, there. You I twice. Was, yes, there. I fell twice, and it sucked. And I was like, all right, well, at least I'm not the only person that fell. Right. But, but, uh, yeah, at least you didn't no. fall. You hit the ground hard after you fell, though. <laughs> like, it looked like yeah. it hurt. <laughs> uh, well, I was on that log. I mean, I got some scrapes on my leg from it, but I, I felt fine other than later as I continued to run and it just started to stick. Yeah. And I was like, from like the sweat and everything, but it, it, it's fine. But yeah, man, you were crushing uh, it on. On Sunday, I thought you were still back there with me and Ducky, and I looked up and you were like already like a probably a tenth of a mile ahead of us, and I was like, "Damn, Tim's showing out!" And Ducky was like, "Yeah, he is." <laughs> well, like I said, I, I felt really good after after the super. Yeah, and because uh, I didn't know, you know like I said, that last year was so bad. Um, I kind of been up and down on my performances this year. I was just in Ohio, and and that was a great venue. Um, and I did okay, but it just, you know, I, I had no idea how Pomeranian was going to go. Right. So, like I said, I felt good. Uh, I think you guys left left me on that first climb the first day, but I had caught you on that second climb. Right. And I was like... Yeah, you definitely did. I was like, well, I, I think I can... For, for the first time ever, probably, I think I might be able to, to beat him up to the top here. And then, and at that point, then it's like a foot race, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I just was... I'm going for it. Now, obviously... Uh, you know, the three guys ahead of us, oh, they yeah. were out. Yeah, but they were gone. I'm like, I'm just going to push it, push its climb and try to hold on because I, I knew you were coming. Sometimes I could hear you talking. I'm like, damn, he's still he's still coming. He's right there. <laughs> and like, like I had said to you, just being behind me kept me pushing as hard as I did because I think usually I'll kind of back it off a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, like I once we got through that water and I was soaking wet, I slipped off slip wall. But that was just the, you mean the heat of the racing right there, you know, or Z-Wall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because on, on Saturday, I, I tried to jog or run too much of that initial climb, and I paid for it the rest of the race, I guess, because I, I just felt like shit the rest of the race after – after the sandbag carry, I just I didn't have much in me at all. I mean, it was it was a hard race after that. So on Sunday, I kind of hung back with Ducky a little more, and because he started power hiking early, and I said, you know what, that's what I'm going to do too. I'm not going to kill myself running like I did on Saturday, and I definitely was able to have a little bit more run in me towards the end on Sunday for sure. <clears throat> yeah, because you guys both days pulled pulled up on me at the towards the end of that race both races but i figured su- sunday was short enough that i'm i'm gonna push it and hope i can hang on shoot man you, if you wouldn't have failed if you wouldn't have failed z wall i don't know if you would i don't know if i could have been able to I, beat you that day i think looking i looking back i think you would you would get me on the uh the barbed wire that's like my weakness just well, especially with the uphill like I'm not quick through that. I don't know how quick you are, but I know I'm not quick. So if it's even a, if I was, I was ahead of you, you you might get me there. If it's a flat barbed wire, I mean, I'm good through right. a flat barbed wire that's not real technical. Like, I can roll through it, like, super fast. But that right. barbed wire there, I mean, you're already so gassed out. I mean, shit, yeah. all I did was just crawl on all fours all the way to the top. I mean, it was all you could do. Yeah. I mean, Ducky left me there, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, that it just that was tough to go quick there. I'm sure some people did, but 
like I said, that's that's my weakness right there, trying to go quick under barbed wire, especially some of those were pretty low, so. Yeah. It it was kind of low in a couple of spots, and like, and you're too tired to get lower, so you're just letting the barbed wire <laughs> scratch you on the back. <laughs> yeah, man, I was so on Saturday. That was so miserable going up that barbed wire, and then you still had to go a little bit further up that hill. And I was like, man, I'm just dead. I was so dead on Saturday. Yeah, it was good to feel better on Sunday doing a lot of that course. I just felt like I redeemed myself a little bit. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah for sure i think i think the weather was a little bit better too yeah oh normal. yeah it was a little cooler for sure uh, <clears throat> but yeah it was fun on sunday when we all come through it was me you and ducky we all come out of the bucket carry at the same time and uh <clears throat> we all went under the dunk wall and you had to go across that pond and me and you were joking around because we got like right behind Ducky because Ducky's bigger and muscled up than both me and you. And he like, yeah. he was like in race mode and me and you were back, you're just goofing around. <laughs> and we just got behind Ducky and he like had this, it was kind of like two dug tugboats behind a cargo ship and we were just in his, in his wake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what, you, that's what you had said. I was like, I was like, oh shit, it is pulling you along. Like, yeah. That was pretty cool. It was a lot easier than trying to go out and break break your own wake or whatever. I know, and you were like, I'm, we're going to PR the water crossing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, being behind him. And I don't know if it's because I was the third one, and you're, you're all like, oh, shake and bake. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if because I was the third person in a row, but it, it was really pulling me along. Yeah. Oh, man, that water a, felt a nice so relief good. After uh, trying to push that race. Yeah, that water felt so good. It it felt great on Saturday, but it felt good on Sunday too. Yeah. But yeah, man, that was a good time for sure, man. And like I said, it was it felt good to me too to know that you and Ducky were close by. You know, this being my first race after having this little heart trouble. You know, even though I know I got cleared by the cardiologist, but it still just it felt good just knowing that I had some friends close by in shouting distance if I needed them. You know, so yeah, for sure, because we bet we both knew you know your your situation and and uh, we're aware of it, so it wouldn't be just some stranger that has no no clue of what's going on you know i, I mean i feel like the, the weekend the weekend was a success for me you know just because i just wanted to a good test for myself you know i don't i, I don't think I, I didn't hold back at all but you know it was just still you got this i have this complex in my head about it you know just worrying a little bit but i think on sunday i kind of just i kind of let go a little bit more of that i said you know i did fine yesterday and i felt like shit so today's another day and i just rolled with it and it felt really good so i was yeah, happy that's awesome it. yeah man like i said man i hate that you fell off the z wall man because i would have loved for us to just run it in together and just battle it out i think that would have been fun as hell yeah i mean shit happens that's, that's the only obstacle i missed all all weekend so i guess i can't complain but that was that was a fun time right there racing with you guys and and we I really didn't know where we were at overall. Me neither. You know because because I knew those three guys were ahead of us, but after that, I I didn't know I was in fourth place at that point. Yeah. And then we were kind of back and forth, and like I said, I was I got the you guys you know made it. I'm on like 
burpee number 20 and i see i see the next guy who i who i, who I know come through right in, in our age group and i'm just like shit you know <laughs> so i'm like do my burpees like he's gone i'm like i i got nothing left to catch him we we uh after monkey bars with monkey or i'm sorry after the rope he climbs back up that you know that slight incline and we yeah. were kind of back and forth but, but i just he was fresher than me at that point because he hadn't done the burpees and right I'm like, well, this is where I'm, this is where I'm finishing, you know. But obviously, I didn't give up, but I, I didn't have it to get by him. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's hard to recover from burpees, especially when you're going through a gauntlet like that, too. You know, and it was like you right. did an obstacle, you went down a hill, did an obstacle, then went up a hill and did an obstacle, then went down a hill and do an obstacle. <laughs> it was really cool yeah. how they had that set up, you know, because in previous years they would usually put like a carry down there. And it was yeah. just cool how they had just a grip obstacle, and then you either ran down or ran up. So that that was really interesting spin they did on Palmerton this year. You know, not to mention there wasn't a single wall. There wasn't a six, a seven, right. or an eight-foot wall. So there was other obstacles besides that for the whole race, and I just thought that was really cool too. You know, yeah, for sure. That, that ending was definitely fun, you know, other than me doing burpees right before. It kind of kind of ruined it for me that the second day, but – uh the other thing I had mentioned to Michael was uh, that over over under hurdles they had in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday, especially, I guess because there was more people around me, everyone's grabbing a hold of it and like instead of jumping up, they're almost like pulling pulling it towards them, and the thing was rocking. Yeah. Rock, rocking towards you, and uh, on both times where they jump over it, like I'm, I'm the type that like puts my hands on it and I jump straight up and put my feet on and, and kind of get over. Right. And both times as like, I'm like mid in the air, it's, it's pulling back towards me. And I'm oh, like, man. It, it was very unsettling, but yeah. see that happened to me yeah. on Sunday. I got over it fine Saturday, but on Sunday it was rocking back and forth. Like you were talking about too. Okay. So, so, so what, I mean, so what Tim's talking about is, is they, it wasn't like a new obstacle, but they changed yeah. it a little bit. So the hurdles that we know of are usually, you know, built out of two by fours and they have like the pointy, the pointy part of it is on the top. Well, these were more like a traditional sawhorse, whereas you jump over it and it's totally flat across the top of it. And it wasn't as rigid as the old hurdles because when there was a bunch of people trying to go over this at once and the way this was built it would allow for more people to try to go over it once as opposed to the other hurdles, I think. And so they would rock back and forth. And what you did is you went over one, under one, over one, under one. And they were all the same thing. And, of course, the ones that you went under had like a piece of barbed wire across the top. So you wouldn't make the mistake of going over it. Right. So, obstacle innovation, I think, baby. <laughs> I think they were a little... Uh... Like not as, like the legs were narrow, like more na more narrow, yeah. closer together, than like the other ones. So they wanted, they seemed like they wanted to tip easier. I guess I don't know, because yeah. they weren't tied down. It's just uh, an, an extra obstacle on the obstacle, right. or yeah. what that would be. But if you weren't ready for it, it's a little unsettling at first because yeah. you're you're already. I was ready at the start when your heart rate is, you know, skyrocketing and right. Yeah, so not mine. I did, I did, that was one thing I did not do both days. I did not take out of the gate fast. 
because I knew we were going up and there was no reason in doing that. (laughs) You know, and it's always like, it it always like hurts you mentally because when you go out of the gate slow like that, like I know for a fact both days there was 30 people in front of me, you know, in our heat going out, you know, and I said, and I know, and I said, don't let it get in your head. You know, you're going to eat them up on the uphills because they're just going to power out, you know, and that's what happened both days, you know, except for the people that didn't right. know their self, you know? Yeah. So it's just yeah, it's a hard, man. a hard battle every time. It is, you know, and it, it, and I'm still, I mean, I've got an incline treadmill and it's helped, but yeah. I still haven't found out like to me, like, when should I start power hiking and when should I start running, you know, or jogging, you know? So I'm yeah. still trying to work all that out. Cause I felt good kind of jogging when m- most people were power hiking and I was still kind of in like a slow choppy jog. And some people were power hiking just as fast as I was, you know, jogging, yeah, right. but, and I felt good, but shit, I still, I don't know, maybe just Saturday. I just wasn't, you know, broken in yet you know for a race yet but i just i suffered saturday and like i said i think i tried to run too much of that first uphill you know right i had uh i have an incline trainer as well but i've been trying to get outside here lately just just to get some heat training especially for palmerton yeah and i forget where i seen that but somebody said like kind of that slow jogging versus the power hiking my my instinct has been lately is just go right to power hiking. Right. And and I've been trying to want to change it up to the to the running. So I've been doing a lot of like just that slow jog hill running. Yeah. Lately. And I'm not getting any PRs on any segments on Strava because it, it is slower than, than even power hiking. But I think it's building like a different base or something because right. I'm I'm seeing improvements in my climbing time and, and when I do like run a hill or power hike a hill or like like on sunday like i felt good going up there i had a nice mix like so it seems i i can say that seems to be helping with my training right Um, but but yeah for sure sometimes you're like doing that slow jog and people are walking past you and you're like wait a minute (laughs) yeah and and it's and to me it's kind of one of those things like when you start power hiking you might you got to think of it as like you're doing a small lunge so are yeah. you using more energy doing these small lunges or doing these little choppy, you know, jogging steps? So, yeah. you know, sometimes I'll kind of do like 20, 20, I'll power hike for 20 steps and then do the little jog for 20 steps, you know, and yeah. sometimes it, it, and then you just kind of have to, it, it, at some point, you know, especially at Palmerton, because the grades get so steep, it's like when they get super steep, it's kind of like, okay, you know you have to power hike now, you know, because you're not doing nothing but jacking your heart rate. Right. You know, I wish I lived close to something like that where I could train on it more because, I mean, being out there on it for real is just so much better than just an incline treadmill to me, you know. Right, yeah. Because you're doing yeah, Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so last year we we got up there and we were training on that a, a bunch of times before um, before the race, you know, leading up to it. Now this year that was my first time first time up there, right? But still still went well. So yeah, man, yeah, man, you had a good weekend, dude. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm happy. I mean, it wasn't wasn't my best finishes ever, but uh, like it was consistent and. 
I felt good and I couldn't ask for anything more. Running with you guys, yeah, only yeah. missed one obstacle, felt good. It was a good time. Yeah, man, you were crushing it. You crushed that first uphill on Sat on Sunday for sure, man. I was wa- I-, I was watching I was you trying. walk off from me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, it was a good time. So, Tim, we're getting towards an hour, man, and you know I always ask the same questions. So, okay. to this day, what has been your most favorite race and why? Um. Probably most favorite races, I'm going to go back to that Carolina Ultra. Um, at that point, that was my third Ultra. Right. And um, that was that was my first my first podium for age group was at that race. Oh, sweet. Um, I got third behind you and uh, Akash. Akash. Akash, yeah. Um, so that was an awesome podium. Um, I, I didn't really realize I was in third. Obviously, running age group, getting a podium is always one of the goals. But yeah, you were uh, you were like high up overall too. I think it might have been like sixth or something yeah. overall. Yeah, it was a it was a good that was a good day. I mean, I was suffering at the end. Like, I I think uh, I, I I can't pronounce his name, but Akash. I think he passed me at like twenty and a half miles, and yeah. I, I was just trying to stay ahead of him up until that point. But I knew he had done world's toughest the week before. So I knew he was kind of probably a little fatigued. Dude's a beast. He finally got he finally got me, and then I was like so bummed with literally like you know three three miles to go. But mm. uh, it, it, you know, not putting a target on anybody, but you always try to like motivate yourself somehow, you know. Yeah. Especially especially on that longer one, and then uh, so yeah, that was my first ever podium. So that that's quite memorable. That might be might be my favorite, and especially maybe that weekend because I ran the trail race. And got a third place age group in that, so I had like double podium weekend. I know, man, that was sick, but dude. Because you like never, you did the trail never race the next day. Before, so that was that was a good weekend. Because how Especially, long was the trail uh, race you did? Was it a ten uh, k or was it the half? I did the half. The half? Shit. Yeah, I figured I wasn't. I didn't have the legs for a ten k after doing the ultra. I barely had legs to do the sprint the next day. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then especially because I was signed up to do City Field Stadium that weekend originally. Right. And, and then after doing New Jersey in October, I was like, nah, man, I need to go do another ultra. Like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go do a three-mile stadium. Like, so I finally last minute signed up for Carolinas and, and made the trip down and turned out to be a, a good time. I mean. Hell yeah, man. We Honestly, had a lot of wanna, fun that weekend. I want to say this weekend at Palmerton was my was my most favorite, but it's always easy to pick the, your most recent one, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm still going with the Carolina Ultra. Yeah, man. We had a lot of fun hanging out that weekend for sure. And the way they moved the uh, kind of like the, the venue around is from previous years where you could hang out underneath that carport area, you know? It, it, they did a really oh, yeah, good yeah. job with that venue for the Ultra that, that last year for sure. All right, man. So you know the next question. What's your most unfavorite race and why? Yeah, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I was originally originally I always thought I'd say that that twenty eighteen nor'easter uh, super in New Jersey, but I'm going to switch it up to before that, which would probably be I'm thinking twenty eighteen as well. No, sorry, twenty nineteen. Uh, some of my friends out here are, 
are just more into regular trail races. And uh, they're like, hey, there's this 40 mile trail race coming up. You know, you want, you should do it. And I'm like, like I said, when I got into Spartan, I was a run, I was a runner. And then I kind of found CrossFit and, and stopped running. Right. And I'm like, so I'm like, oh yeah, I'm still a runner. I can, I could do 40 miles. Oh, and like shit. at this point, I'd only ever done like a half. Right? <laughs> so it's like probably a month before, and we run 20 mile run one weekend. I'm like literally like in pain, can't walk, hobbling the next week at work. Take another week to recover. The next weekend, I run a 27. Same thing, like my Achilles is all jacked up. Like I'm not recovered. Two weeks later, go back into the, go into this race. And it was like two 20-mile loops. And I made it 11 miles and everything just fell apart. I, I, I didn't realize that you could just kind of go to an aid station and get a ride back. Right, because I knew I, I wasn't making it. I so I walked back like the nine miles, um, but like I was literally like my knees hurt so bad I I cut, had to like walk sideways down hills and stuff. Oh man, it was one of those. Like it was miserable. I I was like so, I would say my first TNF, but I was so like upset with myself that I couldn't do it, couldn't do something. Yeah. Um, and I knew my friends were out there crushing it, and I'm like. I knew they were coming back around at some point. They were going to pass me, like coming back on their second loop. Right. Uh, and I was like, I don't, or, or whatever it was, like they were going to pass me at some point. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to see him. You know, like I'm just <laughs> so crushed. I don't want to see him. And I'm like, if I see him coming, I'm going to like ditch off into the woods or something just to let them go by. Right. <laughs> right. So sure. Enough, when do I run into him? Right in the middle of like this cornfield where there's nowhere to hide, you know? <laughs> and, uh, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not embarrassed to say, but I, I broke down in tears because I was like just so so crushed with my performance, and seeing my friends, you know, it was just like I let them down. Not that it mattered, but it it was a it was a humbling experience um, to realize that I needed some training. So I'm gonna say that was probably my worst ever race. It's just a trail race, Tim. Don't be so hard on yeah. yourself. <laughs> well, that's what, I mean, they're still they're still doing them. Um, they they did some Spartans, but they're like, oh, you know, you don't, we're, why don't you sign up for this, uh, this ultra and and this fifty mile and and all this stuff? And I'm just like, I need obstacles. Like you need, I need a run and break in there. Like I can't, I can't pound through that long. You know, Man, I'm with you, dude. Like I just, if it's like a fifty, I'm good for like a fifty k trail race. But when yeah. it gets longer than that, it's like, man, this is, it's like I. I can really easily talk myself into quitting because I'm just getting bored, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like I don't get the rush out of trying to run a long trail race as much as I like to do, like, an ultra. I don't I don't know why, but, right. you know. Uh, but at the same point, I did do there's a couple, like, 12-hour races where you'd have, like, a five-mile loop. Yeah. And I, I put down 50 miles in one of them last uh, – September, that should come up again. I'm signed up again. So, so I mean, that I sounds more fun miles, too. Like in doing a loop course like that, where you come into a transition, like every five you know, miles. You, you, that sounds right, more you come fun. Back to your pit, you know, you can sit down, you can take a nap if you want. Like it, it's there's no pressure of like I have to do, I have to complete the 50 miles. Like you just go out, and I was using it as a training run leading to the Jersey Ultra. Like maybe I'll do a 50k, whatever, and like I did it. I felt okay. I had some time. Like, oh, maybe 50 miles is on the table, you know. Um, but since I didn't go into it with that goal of 50 miles and everything, and I actually came out of that pretty good because I didn't 
didn't kill myself to do it, I guess. Right. Um, so, I mean, I can't say I didn't run anything long, but not not straight through, you know, because, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting down, you know, you're eating. Uh, it's just different when it's a looped course. like a, And you have, like, a set amount of time to complete as many as you can. Right. It's, it makes it more fun, I think. Hmm. Other than seeing the same shit over and over. <laughs> right. Or running in the woods by yourself for like three miles and you don't see anybody to talk to or nothing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's me when I when I jump up into a leap. <laughs> 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 but hey, you gotta have goals, right? <laughs> All right, Tim. So tell us like how you prepare for a race, man. Like what is your race ritual, dude? Uh, you know, nothing special. Probably like most people, especially from traveling Friday, a lot of time in the car, just trying to drink as much as I can, and obviously stopping to pee right. just as much, um, and probably fast food that day because what are you what are you really eating? You know, like I'm not gonna pack stuff and take it with. Right. Um. So, so probably not the best day before stuff. Um. This weekend, since I was home. You know, obviously I worked, but then like just came home, had like a normal meal, tried to get some extra carbs in. Yeah. I actually went for like I don't know if you'd call it a shakeout run, but it's just an easy run. Like I did four miles Friday night in the heat. You know, just low heart rate. Just Yeah. I don't know, honestly. And and I mean it didn't affect me. I felt good, so maybe maybe there's something to that. Um but yeah, and Fridays the Fridays on the travel day is usually a mess because you get up getting late, you know, you're in a hotel, like just trying to get you get organized for the morning because you know the morning is going to be hectic. Because I'm not up at three a.m. like you. I'm usually usually late. All my friends are like, "Oh, it's Tim time." <laughs> when, we're, when we're meeting at eight, and I'm there at like eight fifteen, they're like, "Tim time." Oh, t- Tim time. So yeah, that, <laughs> that's like the joke. But uh, <laughs> so so yeah, then um, usually race day morning, I'm. Probably, I mean, I say you got that race, the race day nerve, so I'm not, can't eat too much. Yeah. I want to, but I can't. Um, so I'll usually try to get something down. Still just trying to get some water in, um, keep the hydration up, I guess. But um, this weekend, I kind of tried something different where, like, I had, I think I had a bagel one day and I had, like, I actually had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the drive there on Sunday. Right. Uh, and then kind of like, been trying to get there earlier, watch, watch your leaps take off. And then I've been, I ate a banana both days after that. And then I'm doing my warm up, which I really haven't done, but I've been trying to get like 10 minutes in. That seemed to help. And then literally right before I get into the start corral, uh, both days I took uh, the spring energy, that awesome sauce. Right. One. That, that's my go to for these races. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll eat one of them because I, I think I heard like you should. Take, take, a, take a gel before you run maybe a little bit of quick quick energy or something yeah maybe wash that down real quick and then jump in a start throughout because then then we're going to stand there for five minutes or so but right uh, seemed to work pretty good this weekend so i'm gonna try to adopt that i know this morning i dumped water on my head both days before the races because it was so freaking hot <laughs> i i wanted to but i did not <laughs> but, but i was just doing it on the, on the water stations Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Although Sunday, Sunday, I think I skipped two, two out of the three or whatever. I know I skipped at least two because I know you guys are coming. I didn't have time to, I didn't have time to take a drink. 
Yeah, I think I I skipped two of them too because I saw you skip them, so I skipped them. Because <laughs> I was dying, and I'm like, man, I need water, and I'm like, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna take another, one, I'm gonna dump it. Like, I don't have time for this. I'm like, because I don't. There was. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I was having a good race. I was feeling good. I just wanted to keep going. So. There was there was one I ran by and just grabbed a cup and just dumped it on me and threw the cup away in the trash can because it was one of those where they had a trash can kind of far away leading out. And I knew I'd have time to yeah, throw yeah. it away. What? And yeah. I could just do it without not breaking stride, you know. So yeah, it worked nice. out good. But... Yeah, I was hoping not to pay for it later, and you know, I, I made it through the race, so it worked out. Yeah, I know when we come to the Z wall on Sunday, like my hands were wet too, and it was harder. It seemed like it was harder on Sunday because, you know, and I was wondering why. And then I got to realize, well, of course it's harder because we just come out of the pond and come straight over here. You know, like in the day before, it was like more wet almost because everybody was right hitting it. So, and I had switched up my shoes to the Solomons on, on Sunday just for being more confident with my grip, but they, they really don't drain well. Right. And I think that that's what, that's what I paid the price there for it. But yeah, anyway, it, right. it was a good time. It was a good time. It we was. had a good time. For sure. <clears throat> All right, Tim, man, I'm out of questions, man. Is there anything you want to add? You want to tell people like where they can come to have some work done to their BMW or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah, not really. I mean, if you're in the in Eastern Pennsylvania area, you want to come to come to Allentown. Um, you can check it out. I'm I'm not necessarily plugging them, but you can check out Daniel's <laughs> BMW. Uh, I'm get some work done. If you got like a noise or a water leak or something like that, then yeah, we don't do that. But <laughs> right. right on. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you someone else's number, but uh, no. Anyway, I don't know. So what's your next race, yeah. Tim? Uh, Asheville, South Carolina. Or Newberry, you mean? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So that's uh, only like a week and a half away. So there. Yeah, I'll be down there and then uh, then West Virginia. Sweet. And then you're going to get ready for the Killington uh, Ultra after that, right? Right, which is like a week or two later. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> you're doing it, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing two laps of the beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, what Tim. About, yeah. Yeah, but what about the ultra loop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be just like an experience. You know, I'll do I'm gonna do two laps of the beast and then I'm gonna wander off on the ultra loop. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm yeah, not yeah. calling it an ultra because I don't want to get it in my head yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just there gonna go. wander off for a long two to three mile pee break in the woods. Which All may right. have a heavy carry. We don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Tim, like, tell sounds like a plan. Yeah, tell people where they can find you on Instagram and Facebook, man. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Instagram is kind of a play off my last name, which is Mazer. And then uh, we had at one point it was like amazing. We kind of added it in there, and then I just added Tim to it. So so it's amazing. Um kind of just something that was made up it's not even really a nickname but it's a good handle i don't got any numbers behind it or anything so works pretty good so yeah it's amazing on instagram and uh not do too much on facebook but i'm on there uh and that would be my full name which would be timothy mazer 
Uh, you can check me out on there. Reach out. Got any questions? Met so many. Met so many new people. Maybe so many people I talked to online uh, this weekend. Obviously, so many fans I already know. Like it was just, it was a good time up there. Yeah, man. Connecting with like-minded people and answering questions and. Yeah, man, I, it was uh, a good time. We oh. got done. We got done to sprint, and I bumped into two other people I knew. They were there doing a trail run, which I didn't know they were coming. Yeah. So that was like that was a surprise. So then I kind of gave them a little tour tour of the place because they were never there before. So we oh, cool. rode the left up top. I was kind of showing them some of the obstacles, and um, yeah, they were like, "Thanks for the personal tour." I'm like, uh-huh. oh, "Yeah, any, anytime." I mean. I know we always fly out on Sunday and I wish we would stay around and, you know, and come back on Monday, you know, but it's just always so much more affordable to come back on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Cause by the time I got done, kind of went out and got changed, came back in for the, for the awards, just to check out the awards. I saw Ducky. I'm like, Oh, did it, those guys leave? He's like, yeah, they got to, they had to get to their flight. So yeah. Yeah. We was kind of uh, in a hurry. So technically, technically I didn't get to say bye, but <laughs> that's all right. We're talking now. Hell yeah, Tim. We're always talking, yeah. man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel like Tim Mazer would have been like a really great American gladiator name because you know how they had like Turbo and there was one called Laser, and I'm feel pretty sure there was some more Azers there. You would have been an awesome American gladiator, dude. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> All right, Tim, maybe, man. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll hire me for. Surprise obstacle at the end of the New Jersey race, right? There you go. The one that we never saw. Yeah, right? right. Exactly. That's because I, I, I didn't make it back after the ultra to do the super, so I, I wasn't there to hit you with those Q-tips, I guess. Well, I, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going uh, to tell you, you didn't miss anything. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only uh, obstacle that I saw that was different at the super was is if you walked out of the, the uh, finished uh, – corral with your timing chip that thing would buzz and they would send you an email saying they were going to charge you for the timing chip if you didn't bring it back uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep well, there you go maybe that was, maybe that was it but <laughs> i guess cool. so i don't remember if there was anything yeah. else different i didn't see it no well hey tim we will see you at newberry in about a week and a half brother all right sounds good hey man thanks for talking to us Yeah, thanks for interviewing me. Yeah, man, anytime. We'll talk to you later. (laughs) All right, man. See ya. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Tim again for taking time to talk to us. I also want to thank everybody that come up to me and just told me they enjoy the podcast and everybody that said hello this weekend at Palmerton. It means a lot. I love hearing from the listeners out there, and I always have people just message me on Instagram and and Facebook too, and I, I just really appreciate it, you know. You know, I do this because it's fun, and uh, when people tell me that they enjoy listening to it, it means a lot, and I appreciate it. Uh, my next race will be at Newberry, which is like a week and a half away. Uh, that's going to be a new venue. It looks like it's going to be a flat farm, from what I can tell, kind of like Charlotte, I would imagine. I was looking up the property, and it looks like they've hosted some rodeos there in the past, and they've had some agricultural expos, so that goes ahead and kind of tells you that there's a lot of flat property out there, probably. But uh, I'm always up for something new, so I'm looking forward to it. If you see me out there, just come up to me and say what's up. Uh, I always 
love hearing from the listeners out there. And uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and hey, we'll see you next race. Peace. Mm-hmm.